than some putty eye, even if we day old, y'all put your hands up, nah, put your hands down, put them in the ground, mix it with the brown, it's that new sound, even if it's age old, fresher than some putty eye, even if we day old, oh, Well, well, aloha and welcome to the Microbial Secret Society podcast. Um, I'm not sure if I should consider this a new episode. Um, I, uh, like, well, you know, <laughs> okay, let me just start out, let me just start that out again. Hey, welcome to the Microbial Secret Society, and I'm not sure if this should be a new series, is what I'm saying, because basically it's it's me driving the car to Keao to go pick up papaya each week and I've been doing this on Tuesday it's the time I can afford to get away and put some sweet action content out for folks um, without overburdening myself too much but I do want to get back to interviews and reviews and of course stay focused on the microbial secret society because that's what this podcast is all about but with this whole beer virus thing going on, I just taking a little space, social distancing, even through the internet where they're spying on us um, and just getting a little bit, um, you know, more uh, time apart together. Um, but I just want to let you know that during this podcast here, as I'm recording it, I am driving a motor vehicle and I am just rambling like a crazy person inside a single cab F-150, barreling down the highway at average speed of 60 to 70 to 80. Uh, Israeli kids killed per, or Palestinian kids killed per mile no, of oil. So if I do sound a little bit distant, it's because, it's mostly because I'm distracted driving. You can hear me accelerating now onto the highway and um, having this journey each day or each week. The reason I go out here is to pick up uh, food for my animals. And so some of you may not realize that I'm a pig farmer and that I've been a pig farmer for roughly a decade, if not longer, since probably 2013, at least, if not before that, 2011, maybe. It's when I really got into natural farming and we decided to raise pigs. And then furthermore than just raise pigs to implement these systems that my father and I saw in Korea in 2009, And so we saw these no-smell pig systems, which were just blowing our minds and literally walk into a facility with hundreds of hogs, uh, sows, rearing units, meat, meat, pigs, and, um, and there's not a single smell. There's not even a fly. Um, so it's not some woo magic. 
It's the employment of the microbial secret society by creating a living, inoculated, deep litter system. And this has been scientifically published as a ILDS, Inoculated Deep Litter System, uh, by the University of Florida that studied this unit in Hawaii that was built um, subsequent to our trip in Korea. And so uh, Mike DuPont has also been a leading figure in the KNF animal systems and how he's been in exposing people and writing scientific papers that then can be adopted by the United States Department of Agriculture, um, Nash, uh, the Natural Resource Conservation Service, the NRCS. And they write these best practices to then get federal funding, which I could go into federal funding and get derailed on how crazy that is to have taxpayers pay for your piggery and have people, this whole idea of federal grants of having people pay for these weird research projects through federal, what I call money laundering. But I won't get too far into that. And I do think maybe subsidizing natural farming is one of the few things that might make sense giving our people more sovereignty on the ground, giving them more ability to create pig pens like Bobby Plahia, who's put in us a uh, 200 pig unit on uh, Maui. Um, Uncle David Wong, who has a, I believe over a thousand sow or a thousand pig operation up in Waianae, Oahu. Um, and these are no smell systems at scale. Um, and delivering not just regular pork, but connoisseur pork that can't be told the difference between these other pigs that were raised, kind of like the Kobe beef of pigs. And so my, my pigs, I can, I can testify to it, that the inoculated deep litter system, this four foot deep system that they stand on, enables the pigs to really relax. Instead of standing on a concrete floor and being sprayed down and being cold and being wet and getting arthritis and being uncomfortable and wheezing and all the other conditions I've seen in, in commercial pig pens, my pigs are in a environment where there's only, there's no ammonia off-gassing. There's microorganisms that are boosting and building their immune system. And there's this entire system around them that's mimicking the forest floor and mimicking how we, uh, you know, how, how the earth used to be, where there was a four foot layer of humus on top of the earth and there were decaying branches and there were rotting leaves because we didn't have the industrial power that we have today of the, the trucks and the diesel and you know, the ability to just rip into the earth and cause scarring and push tons of soil so that when the when it rains it erodes away. I mean these are these are you know modern inventions and what the inoculated deep litter system in natural farming does is it recreates the abundance of this um of this living ecosystem, this living topsoil. And so what that enables me to do is have a secondary benefit of the Korean natural farming system, which is really why I raise my pigs, because I don't raise them for meat. I do raise them for babies, but I've been really bad about 
having them breed um, frequently enough to make it profitable. So what I've been doing is using the pigs as a source of fertility. So what I, what I look at the pig pen is, is a green waste reduction center. Like talk, talk about a, a top quality composting facility. The, the manure, it, it, you can't really call it manure that the pigs put out because it's already been digested and fermented. So it's the composted result of the pigs eating it plus their digestive enzymes, plus the microbial enzymes, plus the floor and the carbon nitrogen balance and ratio and the fact that I inoculated it with indigenous microbes, that the output out of my pig pen is the floor, which which gets reduced. I don't I don't get a I put in you know a couple yards of wood chips. I don't get a couple yards out. I can get like one or two. You know you know it's there's a reduction in in the in the amount because of the composting process and because of the fermentation. But this reduction that's done by the pigs, that material that comes out is some of the best fertilizer on earth. It is like an IMO indigenous microorganism pile that's tuned to your area, that's fermented at the perfect temperature with the perfect amount of moisture and carbon and nitrogen added on a regular basis over about a four month period. And during this period, the entire floor trans- transforms from what it was, which was like primarily wood chips starting, um, you know, lumber or logs underneath. But when I go to extract the material, it's very similar to almost like dirt. And there's a bit of dirt added into this process. But what comes out is just, you know, papaya seeds and dirt and just this microbial stuff. It's so rich when you pick it up. It smells just like, you know, the dankest forest floor of... Um, and there's no smell from from the pig poop or the urine. It's all digested in this in this living system. You, I I sometimes even go in the pig pen and I'll lay down in there. You know, I try not to lay on fresh turds because if you pop a fresh turd open, you might get some poo on you. But if the turds are you know more than a few hours old, they the the microbes actually colonize the inside of the poops, of the turds, and the whole thing becomes a, like a, a, a microbial nugget of the microbes digesting any of the remaining proteins behind, which are primarily what makes poops stink are these, are these um, undigested proteins. But the microbes that live in the soil or, or in this living floor, in this inoculated deep litter system, they're so starved for these proteins because it's such a carbonaceous, rich environment beneath that they'll swarm into this and they've learned how to symbiotically work with a microbe that can digest these proteins and can make them biologically available to the whole rest of a living, diverse, indigenous floor colony. And they symbiotically put, you know, as soon as poop is laid, the whole system, like like under under a, a big mama sow, it's about a 12 by 14 um, pen, four feet deep. So you can calculate the, the square footage and the cubic footage of that. But that entire floor system works together to eat this like 600 to 800 pound pigs waste and no maintenance is necessary. I don't have to go in there and clean out the poo. I don't have to spray it down with water. 
I, the floor just digests the poo as it lands there and it converts that waste into what is then microorganism bliss and, or you know I say bliss it's like f- fuel for that floor system or they also co- the they convert out the proteins in a way that and in the pathogens in a way that they actually make this waste available that the pig could then re-eat part of the floor and, and this is the part where it might get controversial and I don't want to lose people on this of thinking the pigs are eating their own poop and that that's gross it's it's kind of like fermentation it's like if you ferment kimchi and stuff it's just a different nature it's that and that's it's more along the lines of that when i'm fermenting you know the pig poop they're eating it's not necessarily like you can you i mean you can go in this one of these pig pens and see it and smell it and look at it and you'll understand why it's okay for pigs to um digest and eat their own waste from the floor because it's been microbially transformed um so so you know i may as well just keep this episode kind of along the lines of um you know knf pig pens and and all this stuff and and i i want to i want to talk a little bit more about the time when um a guy from Texas A&M, and I think of his name here. I mean, I probably should. Again, I always, I always find myself saying this. I should have, should have looked it up before I did the episode. Um, but the Texas A&M University came, came to my place in, um, in Hawaii. Uh, this guy's, oh man, I should think of his name. It's he's, um, he's famous for black soldier flies. Um, Jeff Tomberlin. Okay, sorry, it took me a second there. Jeff Tomberlin came to my place. And so if anyone can find that paper, maybe email it to me. But he did a study through like bioforensics. And they were studying whether like how decomposition worked, especially when it came to necrosis, I think. And they did a study at my place where they came with this special instrument. It was a scientific little apparatus that basically had a vacuum in it. And then inside of the vacuum, in, in imagine a, a, a bell-shaped fitting at the very end of a vacuum. And in that bell-shaped fitting um, with, the, with the, the bell part facing out, there were a bunch of of cotton balls but but micro micro sized cotton balls so like hundreds of thousands of these cotton balls inside and this thing would vacuum up the smell through these little things and this was the um well that's it for our free episode so join us at www.microbialsecret.org for the full episode and join the microbial secret society So uh, may the beneficial microbes be with you. Aloha.